Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Everybody and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we're discussing director Paul Lynch's follow-up to 1980s Prom Night, Humongous. What? <laughs> you know, I didn't do very much of a deep dive on this, no. and I did not catch nope. that. I had to know who this director was, and when I saw directed 1980s Prom Night, and then this was the movie immediately after. Which raised a ton of questions, and we're going to, there's, I mean, we've got questions out the ass for this movie, but, um, so, the only piece of trivia that I wrote down was this. Director Paul Lynch was inspired to make this movie after he heard a kid use the word humongous. Cool. <laughs> Fucking cool. <laughs> you know, film, filmmaker, filmmakers are the worst. <laughs> They, so, will, they, they, they will do upwards, anything except go to therapy. Dude. <laughs> Filmmakers will do anything except go to therapy. And listen, I, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I did Kyle, not. I, yeah. I'm going to come I, to your slight defense, and then I'm going to let you air your grievances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I also didn't like this movie. But no. I'm very confused. Like, I'm kind of glad that we're going to kind of work this out in conversation because <laughs> this, is this is our, our therapy. therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, because especially, like, knowing that this was off the heels of a successful movie, I feel like there would have been more budget given to this movie. Like this movie is cheap and they have to use like bad filmmaking techniques to cover up the cheapness. And that's where you get this movie. That's like hard to follow kind of boring for long stretches of it. Like you barely see what this Poorly thing is. Lit. That's like, really, it's just like, there's really so many mistakes and mistakes that don't like, it would make more sense if this was the movie that he made before prom before night. Prom and night. then like, like this, like all of that's baffling. And I said this to you earlier, Kyle, like on paper, remove the first like five minutes. The first five minutes is, well, we're going to speed run past that guys. Yeah. Nope. But like, besides that, the concept of this movie could work as a fun like rubber monster Absolutely. slasher movie, and they just did every wrong decision every, I could imagine. Everything wrong. Along everything the wrong. Way. 
So, no, Kyle, so, why did you pick this in the first place? Let's uh, well, start so there. we we actually, I feel like we, I don't know if it was on air or not, but we had a conversation about the I think poster it was a for Patreon this. episode. It might have been it? a Patreon episode. We were yeah. talking about probably. I mean, we probably either were talking about it or we dealt like just sort of fell down that rabbit hole of talking about cover like posters just like yeah. posters of a movie you know and humongous has an incredible poster yep great poster knew nothing of the movie and actually to be honest for the first maybe third of this movie i didn't quite follow with how we were going to get to what was presented on this poster. <laughs> so yeah this is this is more of a trigger the first five minutes include a relatively brutal rape or at Long, least like drawn out yeah. way uh, too detailed uh, like you don't see a lot yeah. But like you see enough that it's bad, and then it's the sounds. It's That's the what I mean. Like sounds that really make it. Icky. There's yeah. there's a way that if you if for some um, reason sorry. you felt like this had to be the origin of this, there's a way to shoot that in a clean 10, 15 seconds. Just like you can tell something's happening. Cut to dog POV and dogs attack. The guy the dog, before the we, the audience, have to see anything. Great. Dog attack is great. Dog so attack well, is even, it's not even the movie. kill. It's yeah. a dog no, mauling, and then she gets to do the, the, the final yeah. kill, which I I yeah. do like that. I, I thought I that that was actually quite quite. I did well write this shot. is why we all love dogs around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Must love dogs. Um, <laughs> not a double oh, sorry, feature, that was my guys. double feature. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kyle, we're, uh, this, we're on the wave. We're on it. We're on it. Um, but I, you know, I so I picked I picked it based off the the cover, and I mean the the plot is like you said on paper, it sounds like it could be fun, and I think that there are a lot of there are a lot of like interesting, um, not set pieces in the like the scale of the thing, but just like pieces of story that get you there. I love this sort of dysfunctional sibling thing that's going on. You have this that they're still choosing to go on a family vacation, yeah. like with their girlfriends. And they haven't beat uh. the fuck out of each other for the entire summer because this is like their last hurrah, right? It's Labor yeah. Day. Yes, it's Labor Day with a U because it's Canadian. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Labor I love that they yeah. were like pretending that this was on the Michigan side of yeah. Lake Michigan when... Somewhere near Port Huron, yeah. Definitely not. But no, like, again, what you're talking about, Kyle, like, I'm not going to say anything here, but there are at least two movies that are in my head as potential double features mm -hmm. that both use very similar setups to much more enjoyable conclusions. Yes. Like, Agreed. Agreed. I think that, like, this this movie, we've already we've already even said it just at the top. It's, it's dark. It's not... It's, poorly made like it's not it, it feels gross at times and it, it also feels totally really boring off. at times like feels totally completely off like once we hit those when we hit those like you know four or five minutes of like a really kind of like oh here we go thing it's followed by a stretch of 20 minutes of just like what are we doing so i really i really did like besides the first five minutes really did like that first third i loved the bow i love that they were kind of lost i love that they got on this island including this island of dogs uh -oh. that i thought was really interesting ah. so i got myself dogs and boats from oh. beard brewing company <laughs> and dogs and boats is the beer of choice for this one i i had to go with and it's humongous it's a it's a 9.1 percent <laughs> beer oh my so goodness it's, so it's i big. went the opposite direction Mm -hmm. I found this smallest little bottle of Jack Daniels, um, yeah. and, and it makes my hand look humongous. humongous. <laughs> so like, my man. I love this for you. <laughs> I'm humongous. There's at least two things Incredible. that I felt were really weird in this mm -hmm. movie. And like one thing is that the sister Carla 
at least in the beginning of the movie, the sister Carla has more chemistry with her brothers than either actress that is playing <laughs> the actual sexual partner of the brothers, which is a weird call casting wise. But then again, to say like the tone stuff, you have this very dark, dreary, rough opening 10 minutes big uh-huh. stress on rough and then <laughs> <laughs> nice r-u-f-f uh, yeah <laughs> but then you have stuff like when they find the skeleton and they're like rolling around with this wacky ass keyboard that music was... where i'm like what oh, the fuck is happening like i laughed yes. but i that don't was know if they were supposed to laugh no it's yeah. not like... supposed to be funny um <laughs> but like they got caught with a classic classic joke the skeleton in the chair I mean, the skeleton in the yeah. how many times yeah. you guys got caught with a skeleton in the chair? All the time. Every exactly. time. Every, and it's every, funny like, every time. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this down, but when they eventually kill the monster, like the monster's death even is a real like Paul Rubens and Buffy ending where he's just like, it's such a drawn gets, out dying. He, like, so, so what's all the trauma that he gets? Uh, he gets the fuck beat out of him with a bat or a, like a table leg, right? Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. Set he on squeezes fire, that Matt. guy to death, and yeah. then he gets set on fire and exploded, and then he gets yeah. stabbed with a with a stake. So I mean, yeah. quite quite appropriate to have it be a Paul Rubens mm. death. Um, mm-hmm. Carla's death, I thought was Dude, going they, to be cool, and then it feels like a very lack because it looked like we were gonna get like a prosthetic head, head explosion, and then he just throws the an head actress. Good too. Yeah, yeah, the head looked good too. Yeah, like, and then it's just that, an actress with a, some red on her face. I know that. I, so first of all, that's the only kill in this movie that I actually felt bad for the the victim. Yeah, Carlos Everybody else is like, I don't give a fuck great. about you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, the I was I, I couldn't have been happier when the the shitty brother got murdered. He was such yeah. a bad person. You mean the one that says to his girlfriend as she's leaving, "Maybe if you'd come, it'd be historic." Like all you're advertising <laughs> is how bad at sex you are. And like, then in two minutes, then go points a gun at his own brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and his like, brother's hey, like, oh, don't, stop hey, fucking don't around. Get the, yeah. Don't get on the boat with your brother after he points a gun at you. I, my, <laughs> the, the vacation's off at that point. You are done. You're not gonna, don't get on the boat. Don't be yeah, like, that, oh, yeah, there goes fucking Jerry again. Yeah. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. He shoots, Jerry he doesn't drinks. just point the gun, he shoots the gun off like away from his brother and like, his brother it's not gets just like a... their fights though their their actual fisticuffs are so mm-hmm. ridiculous because i'm like you guys seem to fight a lot and you're really bad at it you really know bad. Like, like yeah this isn't anyway, like a fun brotherly scuffle but but the 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 head smush of it all the yes. same i have the same qualms with halloween 4 the return of yeah. michael myers because um we get the 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 boyfriend you know he's like he's got the the shotgun and he like it 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 like stalls or something like that and and then he or whatever the word is when it it, it gets stuck it doesn't shoot michael not like it stopped him anyway um and so michael comes up and he like grabs him and he like kind of smushes his face and you he, at least you hear bones cracking you know at it but it's the same disappointing lack of yeah you know like I want to see a smushed head. If, if, yes. If, yes. Just if, that's what I mean. Please. Just, if just Lloyd Kaufman can do was, it, that's everything. what I was trying to get yeah. at. Man, Kyle, so, you and I are the same. <laughs> we are the twin brothers in this movie yeah. today. <laughs> Which one's going to shoot who? Cuff. Um, so, yeah. Oh, no, so, Scott's definitely going to shoot me. <laughs> so, so I, I want to read this paragraph from Wikipedia because 
maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to this movie. I don't know. This paragraph in the middle of the plot summary just feels like speculation to me. <laughs> and it says, Eric and Sandy deduce that Ida's 35-year-old mutant son is the one behind the murders, left insane by his life of solitude, with nothing right. to do but learn from Ida and explore the wilderness. Yeah, he became immensely or- strong, a capable hunter, and is convinced that all outsiders are a threat to him and his mother. With the death of his mother, he was left without any basis of reality and ate dogs to survive. So there, yeah. there's some there's some truth there, but I agree that, you're, that the, the writer of the Wikipedia... Um, is really extrapolating a lot because potentially yeah. Paul Lynch. <laughs> it, I was about to say it could be the red director, um, but the the I I get it because they do say, oh my gosh, it was the the R baby, and um, yeah, he's never seen anybody, and his mom hid him from the world. I don't think that him being on the island made him want a good hunter, because if it was, he wouldn't have eaten the dogs. Exactly. Uh, he would have used them to get food for him. He's a fucking idiot, you know? Like, he's he's definitely got mental problems. So, not a good hunter. I don't think that living on the island made him, quote-unquote, insanely strong. He had to have been born what? mutated. And that right. really disappoints me because it's basically just saying that a an R baby, there's no incest there. It was just some no. drunk asshole who... who force himself on Ida if they would have put just a little bit of a backstory in there where instead of it it could have been like they were making love it was her and her boyfriend and then he and there was like toxic ooze that came up on the side of the shore when they were banging and then he melted into goo Mm -hmm. and then she had Mm -hmm. this mutant baby like well there are so many ways to make this movie that aren't Triggering aren't terrible. in the movie. Yeah, they exactly. are not in the. So, or, that, like, so look, let me, even, we let me throw an idea this there. movie. <laughs> look, let me just throw it out there. Or just don't make it. <laughs> Wait for a kid to say a different word. This this movie has so many sort of false starts slash unfinished variables. Yeah, like sense. we have this whole dad that looks like Freud who unleashes the hounds. At the beginning of this movie, while his daughter question mark is his being hard yeah. in the woods, so like he, I was like, oh, okay, so we have this family. I like as we're going and learning about like where we're gonna go to this island. I'm like, oh my gosh, this island has got a crazy like psychology doctor who's in the woods and he has all these daughters and something like you know, and none that of it, be so none of it comes to fruition. Yeah, it, it would be feels, so much more interesting. It feels like, what the, what a are we lot doing? Like. It so feels mad. like a combination. I'm so sorry. I'm it's so all right. mad. It's all right. It feels like a combination of first draft script and also like money running out throughout the production and just having oh, to be like it. fucking scrappy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and again, one of the other facts that I read that at the time that I read it, I didn't think anything of it. And then the more I watched the movie, I was like, well, that's fucking stupid. Is like <laughs> the actor who played the mutant, it said, had to be driven to and from the set every day in full makeup. Fucking why? We see his face for exactly five seconds the entire movie. He doesn't movie. even need makeup except yeah, for literally like, one scene. One droopy eye. Like I had How to many Google. days on set? Like yeah. what? Maybe the one? Was it just the one? <laughs> was it the one? They didn't have time to take it, it off. So two one days, day but they wanted they... to sound like it was much yeah, more I just grooming. I couldn't yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I was like, why? Half of it's POV shots. Like and the rest of it's lit so poorly that you can't even see the fucking thing. No and like idea. again, the like 
if I if this was a movie, I would be so much more forgiving to this movie if this was like a late sixties, early seventies, like yes. low budget exploitation film. Yeah, I'd be a like million. Percent. Okay, like this makes sense. It's like this is again. I don't want to keep harping on this, but like this is how you follow it up. A very financially successful <laughs> slasher now, movie. I was surprised when I saw 82. Yeah. I was surprised. I was like, what? Also, I, I, I got. I think you guys are giving Prom Night way too much credit because that movie no, it's a is fucking, fucking terrible. Movie. No, no, terrible. no. Is I'm not so saying boring. No, I'm not saying that it's a good movie. No one, I know you no keep one here financially is... successful, but I just want the listeners to know that we are not Team Prom Night. We are Team no, Prom no. Night two. Two. Yes, but I'm just saying a movie that was made for 1.5 million made 15 million. So to follow it up with this, like you couldn't get anyone to give you slasher, more though, money, isn't it? or is this second wave slasher? Because like that first wave of slasher stuff. I think That's true. Financial... This is two years before Nightmare on Elm Street, so it's probably okay, let's call Nightmare tailing third down. Wave. Right. Yeah. Nightmare's the kickoff of second third wave, wave, so we're is tail end this of second. And probably a bunch of stuff that we would more than likely double feature this with. We so, may have already yeah. watched a good chunk of what was in the second wave. Yeah. Second yeah. wave's fun, man. But except for this. Except for no, this is yeah, this is towards the end of the second wave. It's, it this was um yeah, this was this was uh this was a choice that I made. There was I did laugh it I laughed out loud at one moment. And even though that this kill that is on my back uh, on my background is probably the best quote unquote kill, even though there's it's no only such thing valid kill. kill in this. Yeah. It's the only valid. Well, it, with the, I guess with the exception of the first in the first five minutes, the the, oh, the, the dog, the, the dog mauling, and then the the is really good. The, the close head. up of can, that leg with like the dog bites ripping through it, it is great. <laughs> like, it's really great, you know. So there's there's a little bit of validity to that first. Five ten minutes. If you can get through the content of it again, the content. I mean, that's the but, real bummer. Is that that still probably has some of the highlights of the movie, even though you have to sit through the lowlights. Yes, Unfor- like. unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but there's this one moment where it's a two for kill, uh, and it's it, the editing of it is so dynamic. So um, on the boat, the boat crashes, and this is how they get to this island. Oh yeah, they, they get the, the dude who's just there to be a body and give exposition. The, exactly, <laughs> like, like, he he's, was he's he so was lost. He is <laughs> lost in the fog. Uh, so the boat saves him. They bring him on board. He, t- he gives some exposition about the island. The boat crashes. He breaks his leg. He's on the island. The woman who's showed her boobs three times already to this point. Donna. Donna. Excuse me. Thank you. She you might have, have hyperthermia. Let me rub my uh, titties on you. And see exactly. If Don't oh, worry. I'm getting <laughs> blueberry juice all over yeah. you. She forages for blueberries to Dude, help Two of my him. favorite things. Boobs, yeah. <laughs> and, boobs blueberries. and blueberries. Is and that how they created Booberry for Halloween Bo- time? Matt, cut all this. <laughs> so she, he thinks that he's gonna. He has. She's in. He's in shock. He's very cold. So she's like, okay, body warmth. Somehow she's you know played to be this dumb bimbo. Excuse me, but just of the she's time, played. she's written to be that way. Yes, she's played to, played and written to be this way. But she still knows to then lay on him and give him body heat. So she opens up her shirt and lays upon him. This sparks the monster to be like, oh, not today and not on my island. <laughs> he, he comes in and it is four shots in quick succession. Less than five seconds. Swear. Pulls her off. She gets thrown. Shot of her off, hitting sand. Like ten, yeah. yeah, hits sand ten, like ten feet away. Hits sand. Dude's neck gets broken, cuts to 
in the house where the other people are exploring, smash phone down on the ringer, cut to the other brother going dead. As if the line's dead, but clearly we're, we're also referring to the person yeah. that Humongous just killed. But like, I, me explaining it is not funny. It's me explaining a joke, but it is, I it burst is, out laughing. It's just like, the, boom, 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 dead. And it's look, just that's, like, again, that's the thing that sucks is that there are moments of well done. But yes. like, even in the Followed trivia by, that I read, they were supposed to get shipwrecked because of a huge thunderstorm. And then they were just like, well, we don't have the budget for that. Just get the fog machine and call it a day. Like, but then they blew up it's the crazy boat. They How blow is that? Up the, yeah. There's all this fire. There's all this shit. There's like, oh, it's, it was it's the a, 80s, it's dude. A, that was, I guess the pyrotechnics were cheap. They just did it. Yeah. 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 Well, they didn't, they didn't need any. Yeah. There was just no, somebody was measures. like, I need, need, I need a, uh, a tax haven. Why don't you blow up my yacht? <laughs> Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! <laughs> Alright, so come on down to su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why did my f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. It's a rough one, Kyle. So your job is to save the night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I've had about five different movies that came through my mind. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you one, and then depending on what everybody else says, I'm gonna give you a second one. But okay. the first one, and I've done this before, but I know that the suckling will save the night. We're talking oh about. Oh my a, god, <laughs> Kyle! This we're is t- why we're debating revoking your picks because <laughs> it would absolutely not save the night. <laughs> I've watched that within the last what three years, and yeah. it's. If it's, I would, I would pull a veto on you yeah. if you tried to pick <laughs> that for the show. That's fine. That's fine. Can, can I give you? Can I? Can I give you my second now? Yeah, go ahead, just, please. Sure. We're going to give you the opportunity to, to to fix things. Psycho two. Okay. Psycho two. Dude, I love that was the on my long. That, that feels right, Kyle. You yeah. and I are just. You know, there is a right there's now. a moment in this. There is this. There's a moment in Humongous where because of all the exposition and because of all the things that they they didn't just find out. They actually like thought that they knew and those things turned out to be right they lucked yeah. out they lucked out completely with their knowledge there was no reason they should have known these things but there's this beautiful like mom pretend to be mommy moment that happens in humongous that just like was like psycho two vibes big yeah. time for so, sure 
Scott, how about you go? Because uh... I had the exact same thought. Psycho 2 was my first thought. Well, it was my second thought, and I'm not going to tell you my first thought because I'm pretty sure it's your pick, Matt, and I want to be a good friend. My second thought was fun. Uh, was Psycho 2. My third thought was Friday the 13th Part 2 Part because two. it uh, feels the same. That was also on my And that would save list. my night because I actually yes. really like Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. No, it's a fun one. All right. So uh, my double feature was The Suckling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually sat there and thought, I've got to come up with something that's not The Suckling because fuck that movie. Did you really think about The Suckling as an option? That, that just because of what the movie was, I'm like similar plot point, but I don't want to watch that. Um, so what I landed on was you've got one of two choices. Island of Alive, it's Alive 3. Yep. <laughs> nice. Or this wasn't on my list, but as we were having this conversation, the actual movie that will save the night for all three of us, American Gothic. Dude, that was my that was my fourth pick. <laughs> I could have sworn yes! that you were going to go with the fun house. No, the no. Funhouse is a great pick. The Funhouse is also a great pick. It's the same. Well, this all is movies the thing about better humongous. than this. There's a million. There's a million <laughs> like, concepts going on here that, like, oh my god, I know. Humongous sucks. And we could have so also, bad. you know, if you want to make the the night not better but not worse, um, you could go with Slaughterhouse. Yes, I, I also wanted, thought Madman. Madman, Madman like is, has yeah. some has some so good vibes between too. Between Madman and Slaughterhouse. I really think that Madman we could get an episode out of. I know for a fact because I was going to pick it for my Cannibal Whoopsies this year. Slaughterhouse yeah. is so unfun and so That's, uninteresting. I was going to say, yeah. Mad, Madman has a vibe of you got to sit through a lot of boring, but then when the killing starts happening, the kills are really good. Slaughterhouse it's it's is just right? drawn out, man. It is. It is. Yeah. Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse drags. is eight. It, yeah. it really it Ooh. wants to be it's 88 yeah slaughterhouse yeah, is 1988 it wants to be it wanted to be um it wanted to be motel hell real fucking bad yeah. um motel hell without meets, any of the charm of motel no hell, no it has no charm no interesting beats it's just it's one dirty. that's on my shelf that i think every four or five years i'm like let me watch that and see if that's gonna work as a horror movie night please don't ever pick <laughs> and it every I time really am but that every one time i watch it and i'm just like no this sucks yeah. um but you There's know what doesn't suck promoting stuff that we've got going on so there we go you know coming very closely uh at the time that we're recording this I am terrified that this is a month away, but by the time you're listening to it, it's only like a week or two away, which is the December 8th, 24 hour charity live stream for Geekscape. Uh, the holiday extravaganza will be there for a segment. Um, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll be streaming on our Facebook page. Please, please, please donate to the big brothers, big sisters of central and Northern New Jersey. I'll even put a link in these episode descriptions for a little bit uh, in case you can't watch the live stream, but you should certainly watch the live stream. Uh, please donate any little amount of money helps and uh do either of you have anything real quick before we jump to the last segment yeah i i um so i do horror finds which i've talked about often on this you? podcast you and horror me horror finds yeah um and i i i'm gonna just i'm going to just say this you've heard it here first mtv <laughs> news I don't know how much longer horror finds will exist i think that it will exist until creature feature weekend i just correct 2024 i just i I, i'm not sure i love it 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 is one of my favorite things to do but the time dedicated to it could be um 
not better spent elsewhere, but I, I yeah. Anyway, you have other, you have other complicated feelings. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do. But, I've been there before too. With yes, with right. It, it's it, it was a thing that I enjoy, and I still enjoy it. But it might it, it this could also I could be talking to my ass. But all that to say, I have we have launched a depop as well. Um, and by we, I mean myself and a filmmaking partner of mine, Bill Fulkerson, who uh, co-directed Survival of the Film Freaks, and we've been working on other projects together, but. He's been offloading. He went up into his attic and he grabbed about 250, 300 plus shirts, wrestling, horror, bands, hardcore, metal shirts that he's had. He's one of these guys who he goes to a lot of shows. He likes to support. He'll grab a shirt because that's the best way to support these artists in a lot of ways and wear it a couple times, if at all and then retire it and mm-hmm. it goes up into his attic so on depop under horror finds we still use horror finds been putting up a lot of metal wrestling and horror shirts up there a couple sports like jerseys and you know he's he's a, he's an all-around guy but a lot of a lot of music stuff first and foremost uh on horror finds so if you if you're on depop if that's your kind of thing a lot of cool shit up there um from like early 2000s to present at least of the stuff that we've taken photos of. We we did a session where we did about 170 fo- like products wow. or shirts, uh, items. And I still have bags and totes in my basement that we haven't gotten to yet. Wow. So keep an, eye, keep an eye on that. Um, all of that, all those proceeds go to our OTC Industries um, projects as literally to just help fund and pay for the other folks that are helping us with these projects particularly in post-production you know like colorists and editors and sound mixers all don't get a lot because money is spent on production and not post-production so we're trying to like get that stuff finished up so yeah uh depop horror finds i've been liking i've been liking depop a lot more than i expected to i I might be looking at your store right now (laughs) yeah there's there's just seeing what's in there a lot of it's a lot of it's extra large black t-shirts. Also, I should have just said that. Oh, if you're well, looking that's... for extra large black t-shirts, Kyle, I'm going to throw this out there, and I will send you the money because I don't. I, I want to support. But if he has the old school Daniel Bryan "Fear the Beard", uh, beard oh. t-shirt, I will take that. Um, we we yeah. I, he's got a few <laughs> Daniel Bryan. I saw like, that they've all sold so far. Slash, so. Thank you. Yes, they have. Um, they have. So. Uh, let's do what did we watch, whatever. Kyle, this was your pick, so you kick us off on that. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been watching, I, uh, and, and I have not finished it yet, but I watched a movie, am currently watching a movie called The Shadowed Mind. Severn put it out. It's also available on Tubi. Uh, and let me just read you, uh, the first line of the IMDb Synopsis, a story about a quote-unquote horny jail and a mysterious string of murders after a certain new patient gets in. And it's a South African film that ended up getting banned in a bunch of places. Um, and it is. It's a, it's a semi-improvised script about a psychosexual prison slash psychological experiment that's happening um everybody has some sort of like either sexual ailment or sexual history that then what like it's, and it? it's not like um it's i want to say it's 88 uh 88 yes okay 
and um, it. I'm gonna. I'm just the Severin. The back of the Severin packaging really nails it because it's Argento meets Nicholas Rogue. Um, you know, it's like it has these like beautiful visuals and lighting and all this stuff, but it has this weird sexual, but like not overt, but then also like also pretty overt i don't know it's like it's not it's not subtle because it's trying to hide anything but it's also like presenting the sexuality of it as normal or sort of like typical even though it's supposed to be this sexual jail it's very interesting i'm not horny following jail. with it horny jail horny jail it should be what it's called uh when i remake it for tubi uh it'll be called <laughs> horny jail we have about like 30 minutes left in it uh, and i'm just fascinated uh, fascinated by movies that place us in what they think is some sort of psychological experiment the fear is yeah. a great example of that i love when filmmakers artists shoot for this really they they have an idea that they need to express and they need to express it in a way that doesn't really exist and i think the way that you do that is pretend that it's a psychological experiment <laughs> um uh, and I, I i've been really enjoying uh, yeah. i've been really enjoying that that happens with there's there's more movies that are are not coming to mind but th that is a subgenre that I think exists. It's very, very small. Like a sub is almost too big of a word for the type of genre I'm describing. But I think there is a small pocket of films that are like, this is a psychological experiment, but it's horror. Uh, that bad happens. dreams is bad um, dreams considered bad dream. I would, I would say is that bad cream dreams. Of the crop of say, that sub sub genre. I would say um, X-ray, even though it takes place, it takes hospital place massacre. in a hospital. Ho yes, right. So like, it takes place in a hospital, but like, clearly, it's not just like a regular hospital like things like that are really uh i don't know i just find them interesting because i think it's a, it could it can be fertile soil but could also go off the rails very quickly like you need to like there's a fine line of things that are successful in that realm and then most things are not okay <laughs> period <laughs> scott um so i have two things and um it's because one of them i'm confused why it's popular they're both recent releases. Um, I'm going to start with a thing that I did not enjoy. Um, when Evil Lurks, this mm. is the quote-unquote movie of the year for a lot of people, horror movie of the year. It's um, Argentinian. Um, it's the same guy who did Terrified um, in oh, 2019 yeah. or 2020. Yeah, I've actually heard other horror podcasters put this as like one of the best films of the year, too. I, I haven't seen any Horror it, Talk is just every horror um reviewer on tiktok they're just like this movie's so scary and this movie's blah, blah blah and like i was really unen unenthused by it i i thought yeah. that the concept of having this world where demonically possessed bodies and like the procession of what happens with them where they become a rotted body and then the expectations they need to be quote-unquote cleaned by a cleaner um therefore like like an exorcism but it's since it's like a physical experience they get they can't be killed because if they're killed then the the possession can go on to other creatures and infect towns and blah blah it's kind of like almost like this post-apocalyptic concept of demonic possession i thought it was a really cool 
theory, but what it amounts to is a, a supernatural drama, which I remember people just creaming their fucking jeans about terrified. And I was the same way. I was like, this isn't scary. It's like bad CGI jump scares. Um, mm. This, I would say, is a more well thought out concept. But I was just like, I, I'm just scratching my head because I feel so detached from modern horror because I honestly can't f tell you the last time a movie came out that really scared me. I've enjoyed horror movies, but I haven't been scared by them in a long in in years. Probably, I guess Hereditary was the last one that really really fucked me up, you know? Yeah. Um, but that said, I very much enjoyed Slother House. It's very <laughs> much would. my thing, you know? Like, it's it's very campy. It's it's a PG-13. Um, oh, that's liked, shocking. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, it's PG-13. Um, uh, it, it is quite a light movie. It feels very Happy Death Day to you. Or Happy Death nice. Day, not, not the sequel, but very, it feels very Happy Death Day in the the approach it's it really knows what it's what it is it's not trying to be anything more than that um i enjoy it very much also it's an animatronic killer sloth it's just a funny fucking concept and it there works you go for what's well, not to love yeah. um i'm gonna do a book uh i mentioned this in the slack uh but i'm gonna mention it here i actually first heard of this book through the Colors in the Dark podcast. Rebecca McKendry recommended it. Her pitch was so enticing that I immediately went on Amazon and bought a copy. <laughs> and as literally, as soon as it showed up, I cracked it open and started reading it, and I finished it in 48 hours. Um, mm. And on the podcast, McKendry, uh, Rebecca said something along the lines of, like, I would be floored if this hasn't already been optioned to be something because uh, the premise is just so strong. Uh, I believe the author's name is pronounced Kirsten White, but the book is called Mr. Magic. And the best way that I can pitch this is that it is inspired very much by like Mandela effect type stuff. And in the world of this book, there was a kid's program called Mr. Magic that everybody has vivid memories of watching. And it was a weird show in which six children would sit in a circle and summon Mr. Magic. No one remembers who what Mr. Magic looks like. Some swear it was a puppet. Some swear that it was an actor. Some swear that it was CGI animation. Um, but they remember watching the show, and they remember that the final episode of the show, something really traumatizing and tragic happened, but they can't remember the details of what that was. And there is no evidence of this show ever existing anywhere on the internet. No one can find a single photo or a video of this show's existence. If people do deep dive retrospectives in it, it gets pulled from the internet immediately. And now it's 30 years since the show went off the air and a podcast is doing a reunion of the last known kids to be on Mr. Magic. So it's telling it from the perspective of them going to the reunion, but they also don't remember what happened to them when they made the show. So oh. they're trying to recall their past and then between every chapter or so, every like one to two chapters is like a half page of like a Reddit thread where you're like following their remembrance of the show and then following the public's remembrance of the show. And as you keep going deeper and deeper, things seem more 
more sinister than child fun uh, as yeah. it goes deeper and deeper. And it's not as dark as you're thinking it is. Um, but I will tell you the most crucial detail that I wish I knew before I read the book is that the author is a former Mormon. Um, and she escaped the Mormon church in this book was her way of processing the education she got in the Mormon church. And that's all I'll give you. It sounds like it sounds like it meets Channel Zero. And it really is. very. It's, it's Candle Grove Channel Zero. Um, I'm yeah. very interested in, to, to, to see how much the overlap is. It's a great Maybe read. Maybe that should be our next book club uh, for... Is it a fast pa- read, for... It is 280 pages, like 40 chapters. Like every chapter is like five to six pages. You can fucking rock through it, dude. Like I said, I read it be. October 30th and 31st. Was... Like I was oh, done okay. it so quick. <laughs> like... There was a good suggestion in our Slack for the next book. It may have been I me would... saying uh, you should read Mr. Magic. <laughs> no, that was, the, the next book was actually Eli saying that we should read um, the uh, Song of of the unraveling world i believe is what it's called um mm-hmm. which i i want to put it up to the the patrons of, okay. if we yeah. do that or the, the the or matt's pick and i don't yeah uh, maybe we should uh, i wonder if we could oh, you could shit, do a poll can't. in slack you could just do a poll right in the slack yeah so. but I, I don't want people to know it's yours and then think that they're buttering you up by picking your oh, book they are, he, matt already, I already posted it i know i know, I know. that's well, why whatever I was, it doesn't <laughs> matter. They don't have to butter me up for shit. They hate me. Um, yeah. They right. hate me. So, they hate me over there. And the, and they hate me as much as we hate it humongous from 1982. Right. Stay tuned next week. We will dive in to a movie that I picked. And I don't know if it was a mistake or not. I can't remember. But I watched it a year ago and said, yeah, that could be a good episode for Horror Movie Night and wrote it on my long list. Uh, but I remembered it was available for free on YouTube, and that seemed like a good enough reason to pick it. So stay tuned, and we'll be back next week with even more Horror Movie Night. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Alright, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 